Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Happy Thursday to you. Or happy Friday to you. Oh, no. I said Friday. Thursday. Maybe it's Friday. the weekend. I know. How did I miss that? Man, you, you know I'm easily he, confused, too. I would have believed that. Here's what messed me up. Thursday. Mike Rabel just said it's Thursday. Uh, oh, somebody, tried, somebody tried to get the, uh, and that stuck in my head. Who's One, out? Hey, uh, can you tell us who's out since it's the last time we could talk to you this week? He goes, no, it's Thursday for us. I'm not telling you that. It's Thursday for them because they play on Monday and not Sunday, but it is Friday for everyone else. I spent the whole beginning of the show talking about how excited I am. It's Friday. Then one word from Mike Rabel completely threw me off. Um, some good news for Titans fans. Julio Jones appears to be on track to play. Uh, he spoke to the media. If you're just getting in the car, you're just joining us. Kind of an interesting exchange uh, when he was talking about being back and kind of what's pulled him away. And Lucas, I think you've got this audio. This was Julio Jones just a few minutes ago. Is the hamstring a little bit concerning to you at all? Because I know it was last year. Hamstring. <laughs> well, you were on the injury report. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. Um, it was just tight, you know, just precautionary reasons, things like that. But I feel good now. <laughs> what? He acted like that was a shock to him. Wait, what? Hamstring? <laughs> it's like he didn't know what was on the injury report. Yeah. Uh-huh. And do you think he was playing coy or he really – did not know that that was what was on the injury report. Well, y'all didn't see his facial expression. It was like hamstring. Kind of gave this look like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Where y'all got that from? <laughs> uh-huh. And that leads us to old Mixer's buddy. Said that, Three <laughs> said, weeks my body, ago. My body is tight. Well, I'm going to show you my body's tight. <laughs> I, I told y'all this. Little birdie. In, a, little, in the ATL. Little, little Falcon birdie. Little Falcon birdie. <laughs> said, uh, hey, man. Uh, your receiver's about to not play a couple of weeks. He's going to have a, he's going to have some problems. And I said, Oh no, he's tight. And he said, Yeah, he's going to be tight. He's going to be tight against the Jags. Going to be tight against the Jags. He said, Something tells me though, it's just some kind of healing's going to come over him right before Monday Night Football, and he'll be good to go. But, but why did this happen? Because if you tell me, I'm tight. Because he I'm... was taken out of the fourth quarter. Vrabel said that he was tight. Yep. It, that means that he believed that he wasn't tight, that he hamstring. was taken out. Hamstring? Can you play that one more time? <laughs> that is the funniest thing can I've you, ever can heard. You that one, okay, let's That hear. was telling. Yes. Yeah. Remember, I kept on saying, I want to hear from Julio. Here we go. Because I don't think he's going to back hamstring away from a little bit concerning to you at all? Because I know it was last year. Hamstring. <laughs> oh, you were on the injury report. Right? Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. Um, it was just tight, you know, just precautionary reasons, things like that. But I feel good now. He said, oh, it's just tight. I said this three weeks ago. I'm just telling you what I am being told. He won't play against the Jets. He won't play against the Jags. He will be fine again. when Monday night football rolls around. And we're all on track. Well, two of those things have already happened. And number three appears to be on track to happen. Back for Monday night football. And I don't think Julio will be taken out for tightness unless he takes himself out for tightness. I don't think I'm on out. Mm -mm. That is what I'm going to say about that. That's what that sounds like. Like, hey, man, you don't be taking me out for nothing. I tap out when I'm tired. Right. But when you tell me I'm out and I'm down, mm -mm. We, we don't work like that. Me, myself, and I don't work like that. <laughs> None of the three of us. The three of us, me, myself, and I will oh. decide. We will tap our helmet. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'll shine on Monday night. Hopefully I get some balls. <laughs> oh.
Hopefully everything works stuff out. All I can do is grind. So that that was hilarious. Uh, what else was? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious, man. I've never heard anything like that before in my life. But uh, Glennon was like, "You're on the injury report." Like he oh. had to he had to tell him. <laughs> he told him. What? I'm on like, the injury report. Straight. Like, so how was? So he wasn't in the training room these last two weeks. Like he wasn't getting any training room service. I mean, was he even here? I mean, he might have been somewhere else. I have no idea. Oh man, that that. That will be an all-time great interview about an injury. Hamstring. Yeah. yeah, you're on the injury report. Oh, okay. I was tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> tightness. I was yeah. tightness. <laughs> I mean, uh, but it, <laughs> I, I, and I'm not saying that's the whole story, that there may be more to it. But, again, a guy told me something, and I told that to you guys, and everything that this guy said happened has happened. Yeah, he, he acted like he was talking about hamstring. Like, what? Like, like last year with the Falcons? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, last year. Yeah, tight. yeah, last year, yeah, sure. Hampshire was tight. But uh, there was some good stuff also from Vrabel, though. I, he talked a little bit about the passing game. Mm-hmm. It's a vertical as well as a lateral passing game. Said don't get caught up in the numbers. I don't know if I really would have said that to my team, but, you know, the players repeated that, I guess, because you're only speaking as though you're, you're the coach because he's telling you pretty much what to say uh, in so many, you know, words. Uh, because it doesn't matter it, to me as a competitor. Well, they're not going to do that to us. We're about to shut them down. Let's sure. see the game plan. Let's see what's up. Uh, so the numbers are what they are. Uh, they don't lie, but you better be having your A game or these numbers will be true. Mm-hmm. And as I said, they're the best. And everybody's saying, I think, you know, pretty much that they're the best team in the AFC right now. So you want to you wanna play your best and take down the number one team, and it helps you in your seeding overall. Brings them back to the to the pack. Well, they, matter of fact, would they have the same record if they beat them? Sure would, as a matter of fact. Mm, um, big big game. Big as, game. And as you said earlier this week about this situation, hey, just win the game, then everybody's going to be talking about you again. Mm-hmm. Then you'll go from all these question marks to, oh, yeah, Titans, right up there at the top. You beat the Bills, you're right back there where you want to be. Well, I'm sure we'll be like right outside the top five, but you know, sure. <laughs> Cause I have to earn the way back slowly, yeah. but yes. Uh, Donnie in Smyrna wants to talk about Julio on the Mark Spain real estate hotline. Hey, Donnie, thanks for checking in. Hey fellas. Long time. First time. Um, Appreciate just it. curious. You think he took those two days, two games off to maybe be ready for Monday night. Cause it's a big stage and maybe auditioning maybe for another team for next year. Mm. Donnie, I appreciate the phone call. Uh, I can see how somebody can think that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. Now, reason why my, I say my birdie I, didn't go that far. I, right. Reason why I say you can't really believe that side of it from the outside. I can see that because I, I would think that initially, but that means the the tights have to be on board with this mysterious injury. Right. That's what I said. Where was he getting treatment if he was acting coy about a hamstring injury? Like he didn't have it. So I'm like, well, was he getting treatment? Like, where was he at? I'd love somebody to ask another, like Tannehill. Hey, so did you ever see uh, Julio in the uh, training room? Check on him. No, nah, I don't go in there. <laughs> 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 I mean, that sounded weird, man. And so people are going to start making accusations like the caller just said. Like, is he preparing himself to make him more valuable for even this year or next year? He's not on the roster. Well, there's no way that that guy wants to stop playing, I would think, anytime soon. So, no. I, so I would think, I mean, heck, yeah, I would want to look great on Monday night. I mean, I'm for, for my team and for any other team that might be watching. Right. Monday night, the whole world watches. 
Nobody's flying anywhere. Nobody's anywhere but at home. Everybody can watch you on Monday night. So uh, all eyes. We got Mike Keith. He's going to be doing the game on Monday night right here on 104.5 The Zone. He's set to join us next, so why don't you stay and stick and stay and listen because the VOT is coming up next on Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Happy Friday to you. Monday night football coming up for the Tennessee Titans. But first, there's a big game on Saturday night. Tennessee and Ole Miss. Mike Keith, the voice of the Titans, joins us now. He is a Tennessee graduate. Mike, uh, uh, will you get to, since your Titans responsibilities have been bumped a little bit, will you get to kind of consume and enjoy this game on on Saturday night with the Vols and Ole Miss? Yeah, are you going to be there? Consume. That's good. Um, I'll, probably, I'll probably listen to it on 104.5 The Zone, yes. All right. I didn't know maybe if you had yes, meant you get to be there. Well, that's yeah, – tomorrow is Friday. Yeah. And so I have to work tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a uh, – it's not an all-day thing, but there's some things you have to do. And so you get to the point where when we finish here – by the time you get up there, it's an hour later, and it just ends up being a whole thing. So um, the, the only time I really can go is, is if we're on a buy, and the buy doesn't work this year in that way. So unfortunately, no, but I, I'm so glad that 104.5 The Zone has Bob Kessling and Pat Ryan and Brent Hubbs. Isn't it fun hearing Pat again? Yes. <laughs> it is yeah, too. I mean, it's so – it's so fantastic to hear the perspective that he offers from his mind, understanding offense the way that he does and really being able to break down this offense and just the, you know, just the curmudgeon that he is to when he's annoyed that the game's running too long or that they haven't brought him an ice cream sandwich or something. Um, it's just so fantastic. I, and Pat Ryan is uh He's a treasure. I mean, there's just no other way to put it. I I talked to him earlier this week, and we were just laughing about him being back doing it and how he's having so much fun. He likes likes what they're doing over there. He likes sort of the feel of the program right now. You know, it's not – it's – I mean, they're not going to win the national championship. Nobody's saying that. But I, I think everybody senses they might be on the right track this time that this guy might have it. And for Pat to be positive about it, that's really saying something. Wow. Um, all right. From some Vols memories, let's jog your, your mind just for a minute. Monday sure. Night Football memories. It's so cool when the Titans get to do this. They wandered around in the wilderness for a few years and didn't have opportunities like this. Now here we are again, Monday Night Football, the big stage, your favorite Monday Night memory as the voice of the Titans. So many. Um, I think the Monday night in Washington in 2000 Mm. is right at the top of the list for a lot of reasons. The Samari roll interception return at the end of the first half on the last play of the first half. Um, Washington was the team that was, they were sort of put together like the Yankees or the Dodgers that year. You may remember they went out and, signed like every free agent there was. Daniel Snyder had been their owner for a year 
And they had every free, including Deion Sanders. Right. They had every free agent in the world. And so they were getting all this attention. And the whole game was about them on TV. And, you know, it was really, it was really quite a, quite a thing. And the Titans just took them apart. Um, <laughs> game was not as close as what the score indicated. And that was a, that was a fantastic night overall in our nation's capital. Uh, that that was a great memory. The first Monday night game against Jacksonville will always be forever emblazoned in my mind based on the fact that it was such a big moment for Nashville. It was what Phil Bredesen had always imagined when he went after an NFL team. The city was lit up. Um, everybody was just so proud. And then the Titans went out and just destroyed the Jacksonville Jaguars, which, you know, was so extra special at that moment because of where the rivalry was. Um, 2008, Code Blue, the first Code Blue beating the Peyton Manning-led Indianapolis Colts. They went for it on fourth down, and Stephen Tulloch made the great play on Dominique Rhodes, and next play, deep ball for a touchdown, and the Titans go on to, to win and continue their undefeated start. All of those are, are the ones that really jump out to me. And, and how could I leave out 2007, Keith Bullock, three interceptions in the Superdome against Drew Brees. Uh, pretty remarkable night as well. For, for us of this age, Monday night football is still a bigger thing than Sunday night football. Agreed. Because that's what we grew up with. In terms of TV, it's not anymore. Sunday night football is the number one TV show in America. But for those of us of a certain age who remember Howard Cosell and Dandy Don Meredith and, you know, Frank Gifford and, and those days, Monday Night Football is just the thing. Oh, man, you got me fired up. Mike Keith, the voice of the Titans, on with Blaine and Mickey. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. I, I could say I was part of two of those games you least mentioned there. Yeah. So that, that was cool. I'm, that I'm away. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe you didn't talk about my, my, my great block to free uh, – uh, you know, doorknob uh, to get that test out right before half, man. But, uh, you know. Well, that's what okay. I, I would have talked about that if I'd had longer. <laughs> no, just kidding, man. Well, we are now <laughs> at week five. Uh, we're with Mike Key, voice of the Titans. And, uh, you know, going into week six, what would you say is the identity of the team and is that style good enough to take us all the way to the Super Bowl? It's a good question. Really good question, because I think as we review what happened in Jacksonville, I think we saw the template um, better on third down offensively, better in the red zone scoring touchdowns, continuing to make people have to drive the football on defense and being good with third down defense, executing situations at the end of halves or at the end of ball games or in in specific situations very, very well. When you took the emotion out of last week's game, and, and it never felt like they quite had it until the end, and I think everybody knew they had to have it, so you were frustrated. You know, it was kind of driving you crazy. It did me. I, I can't speak for everybody, but I'm guessing that, you know, it was kind of like, come on, guys, win this game. You're better than these guys. Finish them off. And they never quite did until the end. Once you knew they had won it, and you could go back and you could watch it with a non-emotional, just critical eye, you saw the template. Lots of Derrick Henry in the second half. Lots of different, you know, lots of good things overall. 
if, if they keep doing that and they can eliminate the explosive plays on defense, and they, in other words, if they can build on that template, I think this can be a very successful rest of the season, and I think they can, you know, they can have a chance to win a lot of ball games. But that's what it's going to take. That's who they are. They've, they've got to be efficient. They've, they've got to do those things that you really want to see in terms of taking away the big plays defensively. That, to me, is the biggest thing you come away with. I mean, you take out the two 58-yard plays, and that's a heck of a defensive effort down there. Now, you can't do that. But I do think if you, if you get to the point that you're playing soundly to where that's not happening, that can be a really good defense. The, the pass rush is getting better. The pursuit to the football is getting better. The takeaways are getting better. You know, those things are happening. That was not a good enough effort to beat Buffalo, period. But if you build on that, if you do that better, I think you have a chance. Outside of injuries, at this point in time in the season, what is your biggest concern? I think overall the concern is protection of Tannehill Mm -hmm. because Tannehill is so important to what they do. And I mean no disrespect to Logan Woodside or Matt Barkley, but they're not Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill's a really good quarterback, and he's a really good quarterback in this system He's a really, really good quarterback for this team at this moment in time. I think he's in the right place, and they're in the right place with him. They've got to take care of him, Blaine. They have to take care of him because if they do, I think he, again, I don't think there's anybody out there they can't beat when they're doing their thing with him at quarterback. Not saying they're the favorite for anything, but all you're asking for is a chance. You know, when you, when you get deep into this season, all you're asking for is a shot. Hey, let us, let us get into the tournament and let's take a shot. And I think he gives you that sort of shot, but you've got to protect him. He can't be sacked 68 times this year. That just can't happen. They, they've got to continue to improve that. And I agree with Vrabel, and, and Dave McGinnis was saying it when we were playing the Jets. He said, listen, a lot of this pressure is happening because the receivers can't get off the bump. And he said, they've got to, I mean, it takes everybody. I get it. But whatever it's going to take, uh, whatever the reason is, it's got to happen. Mm. We're on with the Vought, voice of the Titans, and Hall of Famer, Mike Keith. Yeah, several Halls of Fame, uh, for <laughs> sure, Mike Keith. Um, it's interesting with this team, Mike, because maybe we get to finally see Julio and AJ together this week. Um, you know, I was looking at the offensive line and, like, a couple of those guys had COVID, Nate Davis and, and Ben Jones. Heck, I had it. It knocked me for a loop and took me forever to get back. I'm not a young pro athlete, but I still know what it can do to people. And on defense, sure. you, really, you really still haven't seen Bud Dupree. And Darrington Evans hasn't played this year. And, you know, the rookies are, are finally starting to maybe find their place. I know people have kind of been frustrated by some of what they've seen. But if you could – I asked this to this way to John Glenn, and, it, you know, in a Star Wars reference, if you could get this Battlestar fully operational – which it seems to be trending towards, it's scary to think of what they might be able to do. It's true. And I think that's why this stretch is so important because I, I've said all along, and I, I know people hate you know, patience, but I think this team will be better after it's by 
than it is now. I think they will go into December and they will grab that buy and they will be able to head down the stretch and be very, very dangerous. The key, though, Mickey, is you've got to win enough to get to the buy to where you can potentially make hay in December. Yeah, but you can't go over for this stretch. You've got to win some ball games. Don't have to win them all. Nope, I don't think anybody expects you to win the ball, although that would be super. But, you know, you've, you've got to be able to grab some victories because, again, if we get to week 18 and this team finishes the year AFC South champions for the second year in a row or they get in the playoffs as a wild card, I mean, they're dangerous. They, they are very, very dangerous because of what you're talking about, and that is the pieces and parts that will continue to come together and grow. I'll give you another one. This defense needs Amani Hooker back at safety badly. That, that's a guy who can make a difference in this defense the moment he steps back on the field, the, the moment he steps back on the field. And, and that's not one of the big-name guys that you just mentioned, you know? But that's kind of where we are right now. You're, you're looking for all of those guys to get back. Getting Marcus Johnson back last week. Well, you're saying, Marcus Johnson, what? I mean, we've got Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. Marcus Johnson showed out in the preseason. He is a professional receiver who can really, really help you. And it takes, you know, more than two. So I think all the pieces and parts are, are very exciting if you can get them back together, healthy, and on the same page. And, you know, just like COVID, when you don't play and you don't practice, you get knocked off your game. So not only do you need to get these guys back for the games, you need to get them back for the work preparing for the games in order to be as effective as possible. On with Mike Keith, the voice of the Tennessee Titans. In the meantime, Mike, do you worry – do you worry at all that, that maybe Derrick Henry is getting a little too much play, a little too much usage early on in this season? I would if it was anybody else. Mm-hmm. I really, you know, I, I would if, if I were the Browns announcer and it was Nick Chubb or if it was Ezekiel Elliott in Dallas. Or, but this guy is not normal. This is not, this, this is not, what we're seeing is not normal. We are seeing history. We're seeing somebody incredibly special. Um, It's an honor to witness this every week because of the type of athlete he is, the type of competitor he is, the type of human being he is. I I don't think there is any level. Now, you know, people are saying, well, look at how the numbers prorate. You know, there's probably going to be a weekend here somewhere that the game is going to dictate that doesn't happen and it will all even out. That's normally how it goes down. But even if it doesn't, I, I mean, he can handle it because he he dishes out so much punishment and takes such incredible care of himself, and they take such incredible care of him. You know, this is not – they don't expect him to take every practice rep, and I don't think there's one player on the team that resents how he's handled. I think the the other players on the team say, hey, Derek, you just do what you need to do. We're glad to be on your team. We're glad to have Mike Keith on our team here at The Zone. He joins Blaine and Mickey right now. Well, Mike, uh, you're talking about how special Derek Henry is, and naturally it's kind of uh, like he's from another planet. But last season, kind of 
take us through and jog our memory on how did the Bills actually hold Derrick Henry? I think he had under 60 yards in this game. Was it anything that they did differently, or did the game get away and maybe he wasn't carrying the football? Maybe he was out. I, I don't even remember. Uh, kind of take us through and jog our memory. He's never had a good game against him. Mm. Not one time. This will be the fourth time he's played him, and he's never had a big game. Oh, wow. He played some in the October 7, 2018 game up there, and he had 11 carries for 56 yards. The game here two years ago where the Titans missed all the field goals, he had 20 carries for 78 yards. Last year, 19 carries for 57 yards. He did have two touchdowns, but, I mean, they, they're that good. They're giving up 78 yards a game in rushing. I, let me summarize them and, and what they are in one statistic, or maybe better said, one sentence. You, because you, I'm sure you've read all the stats, and, and I have too. They're the number one scoring offense and the number one scoring defense in the NFL. Yeah. That's, that's all you need to know. They score the most points, and they give up the fewest amount of points. And, and they were built, Blaine, for defense. That's, that's how they built this thing up. But what they were going to be is they were going to be defense and running the ball and an athletic quarterback. And guess what happened on the way to their plan? Josh Allen turned out to be a lot better than even they thought. And so they went out and got him Stephon Diggs, and now they brought in Emmanuel Sanders and Dawson Knox is becoming a star. And all of a sudden, it's Jim Kelly and the K-Gun all over again in a different form, but with an incredibly dominant defense, whereas the Buffalo defense has made big plays before, back in those days. This is a Baltimore-type defense. Well, I want to ask you about someone who's not actually with the Titans anymore, and that's Ty Sambrello. I've never seen a guy retire in the middle of a season. I'm interested if you can recall someone else doing it that was actually playing uh, that, you know, retired. To me, you would just be on injury reserve and you still get paid. How does it, how does it work? If you retire, you don't get paid, do you? No, I, I, I don't. I, yeah, the whole thing is sort of a strange scenario. Normally, if you were unhappy – you would ask to be released or ask to be traded. Mm -hmm. That's normally how that would work. And I, I mean, I think there's something in there that, uh, you know, for whatever reason, he won't play anymore. And, you know, I, the, the Titans have other guys. They'll be okay. Would be great if he were still on the team. He were, he were not a star. He was not a starter, but he did a nice job. Uh, certainly not going to judge him in any way, shape or form because I think what we know is there may be something else in his life going on that may dictate something, a, a personal situation. You know, you don't know. And uh, we, we all deal with things at different times that, you know, are not apparent on the surface. I don't know anything specific. And one of the challenges for, for me in all of this is I've never met Ty Sambrilo. <laughs> uh, because, because he was a player who came in last year in the COVID year and because we're still, you know, not fully able to engage with everybody. So, I, you know, I had a friend of mine ask me, they said, well, what happened? I said, I couldn't begin to tell you. I didn't, I've never said hello to him. I've never had the opportunity. Wow. Well, uh, Mike will be listening on Monday night. It's going to be awesome, uh, fun game. This is a chance for the Titans to really shoot into a lot of national prominence with a win over, like you said, the 
team that scores the most and allows the least. And uh, we can't wait to hear you and Coach Mack and everybody and Rhett and Titans Amy on the call. It's going to be an electric atmosphere for sure. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. I hope you have a great weekend, and, and hopefully I'll see you Monday night. Yes, sir. Man, it's going to be Same. fun, and uh, you don't want to miss it. Uh, turn down the TV, turn up the radio. That's the way you do it. When we come back, it's time to call your shot. We do it every Friday. That's right. Uh, you can hit us on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline, 615-737-1045, Zone TV Chat, or tweet us at Blaine and Mickey. Call your shot next. Mickey, 104.5 The Zone, hit us with your best shot. Time to <laughs> Lucas just nailing it on the music again. Uh, call Your Shot, brought to you by Chattanooga Whiskey, available at your favorite Nashville retail store. Drink Chattanooga Whiskey. Enjoy responsibly. Maybe some of you are going to enjoy some of that uh, Saturday. Vols in Ole Miss. Saturday night. Saturday night, right oh, here you in tell Gaten. Tennessee. Lucas it's referred to this as a pleasure trip. He has no broadcast responsibility. Yeah, you tell Gaten. No broadcast responsibilities, but I do on Monday. So, <laughs> Well, Monday, the game's Saturday night. Yes. yes. No, I, I'll well, be telling you. It's going to take you that long to recover? Uh, no, well, we'll see how the game goes. I'll be I'll be roaming around. I, I'd like to visit. I'd like to see Slay and his tailgate outside the communications building before they start broadcasting. I'll be, I'll be around. Okay, you're going to be at Calhoun's. Maybe. It's tough to get to Calhoun's yeah. from campus, you know, mm-hmm. when you're walking around, game day atmosphere. It's kind of a, it's kind of a ways away. Mm-hmm. Lucas, you ready, to, you ready to call your shot? Yeah. Is I, it going to be as obscure as it was last <laughs> week? Like a third quarter over under and a whoa, whoa, Mountain no, West game or whatever it was? It was Henry rushing over. It was okay, the Henry right, rushing over. Right. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. Where are we at? What's the record? Let's start there because I, I know I'm 0 for 2, right? So you're 0 for 2. Mickey's 1 and 1. Okay. You had the under on Henry rushing, Blaine. You said I know what Henry I under, but Titans win. Right. And he hit the over there on that last drive. Mickey, you had Titans covering against the Jets and the Jags. So you're 1 and 1. Okay. And uh, last week I had Henry with the over rushing, so I am two and zero. So at risk, <laughs> at risk of of Boy, blemishing my perfect record, okay. I'm calling my shot that uh, Tennessee wins this weekend. I think Tennessee wins this weekend. Two oh, weeks yeah. ago, there is no way I would have said this. Absolutely no way, especially before the Ole Miss Alabama game. But just the momentum they've created, the way this Tennessee defense has played, Ole Miss is 86 in the country in yards per play allowed with 5.7. Uh, I think they can find a way to outscore them, and the crowd kind of pushes them over the hump. That's my shot. Uh, Lonzo on the Zone TV chat. We have one working screen in here, and I can see it, Lonzo. He says, Titans win by 10 points. Tighten up. Lonzo called the shot. Titans by 10. Mm. Lonzo, I appreciate your confidence. I, I, I do not know if I share that level of confidence by 10. I think they can beat the Bills, especially with Julio and AJ back. I'm not ready to say Titans by 10 just yet. Uh, I'm definitely not saying Titans by 10. <laughs> After uh, the vibe by Keith, voice of the Titans, the Hall of Famer, just told us they always hold Derrick Henry the last four games under 100 yards, okay. and usually under 60. Mm-hmm. So then that means it's going to be on Tannehill and Julio and AJ and Rodgers and Ferkser and Pruitt those guys. That means we got to pass. That means they have to protect. So I'm not as confident <laughs> as as uh, probably most. I'm, I'm a little never nervous purpose on this one. I see the Titans uh, losing in a close one. 
Mm-hmm. But that's not my shot. Okay. They are not okay. favored. All right. They was... are not favored in this okay. game, by the way. I'm calling UT, as I said before. I think they're going to beat them. Just, I'm going to keep it simple because their defense is better. I just think, uh, and then they're going to have that home energy. I think uh, Corral is uh, going to make a couple mistakes, whether it be a fumble or, or throwing an interception, because you said he hadn't thrown any interceptions yet. Not thrown an interception. I think that's why this defense is playing better, is because they're not out there thinking they're not running an NFL defense. They're playing college football, playing college-style defense, and they can play fast and furious and make plays, and everything's in front of them. Uh, so I think that defense is going to come out and make some plays. I, I see UT winning comfortably because of their defense making plays. Yeah. So not like 51 to 50. You, you, no. You. I, I don't know uh, what's the uh, – 34 to 24. Wow. Something like that. They're going to – I think they're going to win by 10. I'm not real good on picking numbers, and I don't even know what's the, the number that they have at Vegas. What is the number? What is the over-under on this? Oh, it's in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just said no, – I'm, I'm oh, okay. so that was 60s then. Uh, yeah, it was, it was like 84 in that range oh, is so what the sportsbooks are saying. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah, I think it's going to be uh, 82, according to 82. The ESPN app 82. 82. So it could vary with your favorite. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think UT is going to beat them by 10 points. Wow. So that's, uh, I don't know, seven, uh, <laughs> 60 to 70? No. <laughs> well, they got quite a gauntlet coming up. This would be a huge... This would be this would be a huge win, huge recruiting weekend too. Tons yeah. of people in town, prospects, and just tons atmosphere of- is going to be great, man. It's going to be rocking checkerboard. It, it's, it's they're going to play well. They're going to they're going to take Lane down. I think Hypo is going to try to bury him too. Once they get up, I think he's just going to keep going. I mean, just and they're going to run right down their throats too. They're going to run the football. I think with Ole Miss too, they're like Freddy Krueger. You could think they were buried, and they'd climb out of the grave or the, you know the burning house or whatever, and keep coming after you. So uh, I, I, I think, and I think that's why they won't. Because after I watched Lane Kiffin to make it personal versus Nick Saban going for it on fourth downs on a, their own thirty, making bad decisions. Yeah, I mean, come on, man, you you hurt your team. It became personal. Uh, so you can't you can't coach like that. So that was a flaw and a weakness. And I think. He's going to take that same approach here because it's Tennessee and he coached here. Mm-hmm. He wants to show them why he left and what they missed. And guess what? He's going to miss. and He's going to lose. I can't wait. This is going to be such a fun game. I'm glad that the balls are relevant again. It makes it fun. It'll be here on the zone. You can catch the game and catch high school football tonight. Two undefeated right in Murfreesboro. Riverdale at Oakland. Battle of the Borough. Battle of the Borough. And here is my shot. Mine's not too exciting. But. 21 and a half points, Kentucky and Georgia. I think Kentucky covers. I don't think they beat Georgia, but I do think they cover. Bang, I agree with that one. All right, we got to go. 3HL coming up next. Uh, Vol up, tighten up, get up. We'll see you soon. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Friday. Peace. Peace.